our passage this morning, I think can be quite overlooked at times. In fact, it's, it's hard to choose this passage with the passage right before it and even right after it available. But I thought this would be a, a, a good passage for us to look to in, in Luke chapter 8. Uh, it, it's coming right on the heels of what is commonly called the parable of the sower, but probably would be better understood as the parable of the soils. Because what really matters in this parable isn't the sower and the seed, although you know, the sower is God and the seed is his word, so obviously those are very important. But, but as far as the parable goes, it's the soil and how it receives the seed. You know, there's soil that is just the road, and seed can't even get into it. And then you've got the rocky soil, and then you've got the thorny soil, and then you've got the good soil. And, and as Jesus is teaching this parable, he's sharing it. Afterwards, he explains it to his disciples, because quite honestly, they don't understand it. And as he's explaining it to them, and, and even in fact, as he is uh, proclaiming the parable, Luke chapter 8, verse 8 tells us, uh, the second half of the verse, as he said these things, meaning the parable, he would call out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And, and this is really what our, our focus today is on, is uh, after this parable and after his discussion of it with his disciples, there's another parable called the parable of the lamp. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. But Jesus tells his disciples this small parable about the parable of the lamp to reinforce his statement here in verse 8, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And as Jesus tells his disciples in verse 9, when his disciples began questioning him as to what this parable meant, he said, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. And, and Jesus is specifically quoting Isaiah chapter 6 in that verse. And when, when God commissioned Isaiah to send him to the people of Israel, he specifically said, I'm, you know, go to them that you, you know, and speak that they might hear but not listen, that seeing they might still not see. And so as Jesus is talking in parables, he specifically says that he does this so that his disciples might know the truth, but that the rest, well, they would hear the stories but not quite grasp it necessarily. And that, that's an interesting thing to think about God, that he would communicate in such a way that on purpose some people won't get it. And so if you ever think about people who say, well, if God would just, if he would just show himself, if he would just say this, if he would just do that. But let me ask you something. What, is, what does everybody have in common that says, if God would just, and then whatever you, you fill in the blank with that. What does every single person, and maybe you've done it, maybe I've done it, what does every single person have in common that says, if God would just blank. You know, you've probably known people said, if God would just do this thing, I would believe in Him. 
If God would just do this, then I would trust His Word. And of course, the answer is is that everybody who says such a thing is putting restrictions and requirements on God. We are coming to God saying, you must operate according to our will. And that's, that's the difficult thing. Because the sower is taking the seed and he is scattering it to all sorts of different soil. But nobody sows hoping that thorns will choke out the life of what they're growing. Nobody sows hoping that the rocky soil is going to cause their plants to have shallow roots so it won't, they won't grow. Anybody who plants anything wants it to have a good life, wants it to grow, wants it to be healthy, and wants it to bear fruit. There's nothing so bad, I think, as a beautiful plant that doesn't bear any fruit. Who cares how tall your, your, your tomato plant got, how beautiful its leaves, if, if you don't get anything out of it. And so it is on the soil. How does the soil receive the seed? How does the soil allow the plant to grow? And and that's what Jesus is dealing with. And so uh, in verse 16, where we're going to be picking up, he begins this parable of the lamp. And and what he's instructing his disciples, and and the language that we're going to see is very similar to things that he says in the Sermon on the Mount, very similar to things that he says in the Gospel of Mark. But Luke is going to take an interesting tack on what Jesus is saying. And and as Jesus is speaking in parables with with the express purpose that some people would not understand what he is saying, we we also need to understand, and what Jesus is saying through this parable of the lamp, is that Jesus' teachings are meant to be understood. He may say them in ways that people do not understand, but he is never speaking in such a way that his teaching would be misunderstood or not understood at all. In fact, it's his purpose for his teaching to be understood. If you think about God, God's purpose is not to be hidden. God's purpose is to be known and glorified and honored. Everything in the world that is good honors God. And I would say that everything that is evil and bad and wicked honors God as well because it proves the opposite of what it should be. It is wrong for us to seek our own honor. You know, Scripture tells us, let another praise you. And God loves our praise, but quite honestly, we can't praise God anywhere nearly as well as He can praise Himself. And for God to praise Himself is not a sin. It's just to be truthful and honest. God's purpose is that he would be known. And yet, God does not come out and stand, you know, we, we don't have him just hovering over the, in the sky, right over the clouds, where we can all see his spiritual visage. People can often question and wonder, where is God? What is God doing? Why doesn't God do this? But just because he is, to a certain extent, hidden from us, does not mean that he intends to be hidden. In a similar way, just because Jesus teaches in such a way that some people do not understand Him. That they are hearing and yet not hearing. They have ears, but they do not hear. 
that seeing they may not see, hearing they may not understand. His purpose is that His teachings would be understood. They are meant to be understood. And in fact, one of the great things about parables is that they are given to us in such a way that they can obscure and also make so much clearer His truth. Jesus' parables are, are so clear that if you were to... It's, it's kind of one of those things where they're like describing things poetically, that if you were to describe them in prose, it just wouldn't do the same justice. Yeah. How can you talk about God's love for the sinner? It, you could fill pages and pages and pages, but Jesus explained it through the parable of a son who told his dad, I'd rather you be dead and I want your inheritance. And then he went off and he spent it all. And then he finally dragged himself back home in shame. And his father ran to him. Anybody who hears that parable who understands it, understands God's love for his children. In a way that you, you could write entire papers and never quite get to the heart of it. So Jesus' parables, his teaching... Uh, his teachings are meant to be understood, and yet they can also just as easily be misunderstood. But they're definitely uh, spoken so that we would understand them. That's what he says in verse 16. As Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's just explained to them the parable of the sower and the seeds, he says in verse 16, Now no one, after lighting a lamp, covers it over with a container... Or puts it under a bed. Nobody, if you lit a lamp, you're not going to put something over it, like a jar or, or a basket. And similarly, you're not going to put it under your bed. You, know, it, you might put the light out, but it, it's, it's against the mentality. If you're lighting a lamp, why do you light it? You intend to use it. You know, for us in our lives, we, we turn on light switches. Why do we turn on light switches other than we intend to be able to see and for the people in the room to be able to see? So, so it's illogical that a person would light a lamp and then hide the light or put the light in a place where it was useless, like under a bed. And, and so what do we infer from that? Jesus now... In, in, in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks to his disciples as being a, a, a city on a hill, and like they're the salt, and like they're the light of the world, and nobody takes a, lamp, a light and, and hides it, but you put it on a lampstand so that everybody can see it. And, and in Matthew, he is specifically talking to his disciples about how they are to live. And that is true for us as well, that we are a light, or we're a lamp at least that shines a light. And we should not hide our light that we have. We should not hide our faith in Christ. We should not hide the teachings that we have of Him. We, we should not keep it to ourselves and we should not bury it. But in the context, the way Luke is using this, he is specifically talking about his own... Uh, Jesus is talking about His teaching. His parables. Nobody, after lighting a lamp, covers it over with a container or puts it under a bed. In a similar way, Jesus, as He is teaching, He is sharing light. And so He says, look, I'm not covering it up. I'm not trying to hide it. Instead, in verse 16, He says, but He puts it on a lamp 
lampstand so that those who come in may see the light. If you have a home and you're having people come over, you light the lamp so that they can see what they're doing in your house. And Jesus says it's a similar thing. When he is teaching, he is not trying to hide his light. He is putting it on a lampstand so that all who come in may see the light. That's what he is saying about his teaching right here. And and he continues it in verse 17. He says, For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Now that's true for our lives. You know, there is nothing that is secret that won't become evident. The truth comes out eventually. The truth is found out. But also he's saying that about his parables and his teaching. Just because it seems hidden at the first doesn't mean it will always be hidden. And just because people struggle to understand doesn't mean they're always going to struggle to understand. Just because it is hidden the first time they hear it. And I mean, just think about all the times the disciples didn't understand when Jesus was telling them he was going to die and three days later he was going to rise again and they didn't understand. And he would talk about just like, uh, just like Noah, or not Noah, just like, um, boy, I'm not coming up with the right word. Jonah, there he is. Jonah was in the, the belly of the, the fish for three days. The Son of Man is going to be in the belly of the ground for three days. They didn't understand. The problem was with them. Not with Him. When we don't understand God's Word, the problem is with us, not Him. The sower, as He is casting the seed across the ground, the problem is not with the seed and the problem is not with the sower. The problem, if there is a problem, is with what kind of soil does it get into? Is the soil hard like rock and a road? Is it, is it, does it look good, but it's got rocks under the surface? Does it look good, but as it grows, it grows thorns with it? It's got weeds? Or is it good soil? The issue is the soil. And the same thing is true for us. The issue is not God's Word. It's us as its listeners. As we hear. His teaching is meant to be understood. And if anything, His parables make difficult things easier to understand. But it's the question of do we understand? And quite honestly, do we want to understand? Are we willing to wrestle with His words? Are we willing to uh, submit ourselves to Him that we would understand? Remember, everybody who says, if God would just, is asking God to submit to them. If God would answer this prayer, I'll believe in Him. If God would do this for me, I'll follow Him. If God will, is asking God to submit to us. And that, that is not the way it works. God is calling us to submit to Him. If you will, how often does He tell His people, if my people who are called by my name will, if they will repent, if they will come back to me, if they will cry out to me. We submit to Him, not the other way. And so similarly, we have to submit to His teaching. His teaching is not hidden from us. He is not trying to conceal it. He wants us to understand it and to know. He wants to give light to all who would come to Him. But it is our responsibility to listen appropriately. 
It is our responsibility to listen appropriately. It's our responsibility to come with uh, openness to his word and to receive from his word, not to put onto his word what we want it to do. And this is, the, this is the difficulty. This is why the people are hearing but never understanding. That they are seeing but may not see. is because the people don't allow themselves to change because of God's Word. They're not yielding themselves. They're not humbling themselves to Him. They want Him to humble Himself to them. So in verse 18... Jesus tells them, because, because he lights a lamp, uh, uh, you know, he takes a light and he puts it on a lampstand, he wants the whole household to be able to see it. Nothing is secret that won't be known, nothing is concealed that won't be revealed. He says to them in verse 18, so take care how you listen. And that, that word take care, it actually comes from a word that means to look, to see. It's similar to we might say, uh, take a look at this. Or take care how you walk. You know, look at your path. That's the idea is look at how you listen is kind of the way. There's, there's a lot of play on sight and hearing in this passage. You've got the lamp that, that puts off light so that you can see. And he's saying, so look to how you listen. See to how you listen. Take care how you listen. For whoever has, to him more shall be given. And this always kind of, you know, Jesus says this quite often. To, in, in fact, in the Gospel of Mark, he says to, uh, to look at or to take care uh, what you listen to. What teachings are you listening to? But quite often Jesus says, for whoever has, to him more shall be given. You know, it, it, it comes into the parable of the talents when the one who had, uh, you know, came back with ten talents, oh, look what a great job he did. And then the guy who only had the one talent at the end because he didn't do anything with it, he just buried it. Uh, in the Gospel of Luke, in fact, Jesus says to his servants, take the talent from the one who has only one, give it to the guy who has ten and, and the servant's like, Master, he's already got ten talents. He doesn't need another talent. And he says, no, to the one who has, or who doesn't have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But to the one who has, more will be given to him. But in this context, in verse 18, and Jesus talking about his, his teachings and his parables and the fact that he's lighting a lamp and it's meant to be understood, what he is saying to us is that if we desire, if we take care, if we look to how we listen to him, if we take care in how we listen to him, the one who has, whoever has, to him more shall be given. The idea is, is that as you have some knowledge of God and as you have some humility to listen to the Lord and to submit yourself to him, you're going to grow in knowledge and understanding. You're going to grow in, in his word. You're going to grow in understanding what he is teaching you. But the opposite is true as well. He says in the second half of verse 18, and whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. And I think of the Pharisees when I hear that. You know, to the one who does not have, 
but he thinks he has something. The one who, who has this idea, this mental image, they have an opinion that they have something, they don't really have anything. And what they do think they have, that's going to be taken away from them. The people who think they're so wise, so smart, but they're unwilling to submit to me. They're unwilling to listen to me. Even what they think they have, I'm going to take it away from them. They're going to lose it. They think they have understanding. They don't. And I'm going to drive them farther away from a true understanding the longer they go. Because they are unwilling to listen to me and to hear my words, is what he is saying. And and that's what happens. We're either going to grow closer to God or we're going to grow further away from Him. The expectation for us as we grow older is that we would mature, right? And, And yet there are people in this world who acted very mature in their 30s who in their 70s are completely crazy. They, they have gone the wrong direction. They may have been sensible. They may have been people of peace. But now, you, you just can't deal with them anymore. That's what he is saying about some of those people who do not listen. So, so he is telling us, it is our responsibility. Take care how you listen. And, and, and listen with what you have. You know, if you don't get it all, it's okay. That's one of the great things about studying Scripture is every time we come back to it, we'll, we'll get a little bit something different. We're changing. You know, one of the, one of the fun things, I've, I've actually got recordings of me preaching the exact same passage from, from different years. Those are two different sermons. They're the same passage. It's the same Word of God, but I'm different. I'm older. I'm not saying wiser, just older. Had different experiences. Have a different viewpoint. Not only that, it's a different world. What people accepted and what people thought was important has changed. And so, as we take God's Word that does not change and apply it to a changing world, we're going to take His truth and we're going to make different points with it. And so we, we start out with a little, and we might not have much. But if we, we humble ourselves and we take care of how we listen to what God's telling us through His Word and what Jesus is telling us through His parables, He'll, he'll make that grow. He'll give us more as we yield to Him. As we respond to Him, He'll help us. We'll grow in our understanding. The more we know about Jesus, the more we'll become like Him. The more we'll read Scripture like Him. Isn't that a concept? Sometimes uh, there there are people, the pastors and theologians and Christians who they read the Bible and, and they read it so harshly. Everything cuts. Everything's like a knife. Everything is beating you up. And then there are other people, they read the same passages and it's life-giving and it's grace and it's encouragement to walk with God. And I would say that one group of people, they might know Scripture, but they don't seem to know Jesus very well. The other group, maybe they don't know the Scripture as well, but they seem to know Jesus very well. And the longer we walk with Him, the more we're going to not just know His Word, but read His Word in His character. 
in His ways. We're going to grow. But if we're not growing in Him, if we're not yielding to Him, then what we think we have, we're going to lose it. And I think that's what happens as people, uh, they get older sometimes. There are, there are theologians out there and that I remember 20 years ago, I loved, their, I loved their understanding of Scriptures and it spoke to me. And now they just seem bitter and harsh. And I think to myself, why should I want to follow their God? He doesn't seem very loving, very kind, very graceful. I think what they had has even been taken away from them. And so we have to be careful that what we have isn't taken away from us, but that we, we take care, we look to how we listen to Him. Because if we are, if we are truly listening, well, I'll, I'll, let me put it this way, we are truly listening, and, and how we can know we are truly listening is if we act on Jesus' teaching. We are truly listening if we act on Jesus' teaching, if we obey what He has said. And and more than just uh, the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law, you might say. Not just what He says, but the spirit of the way He says it. So, for instance, Jesus talks about forgiving. Forgiving, you know, 70 times 7. Jesus talks about love your neighbor. Jesus talks about uh, sacrifice. So it's not just, oh... You know, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but are we doing it in, in His way? Are we listening? Are we acting out on it truly? He says that, that the people who, who are truly listening to Jesus are those who will act on His teaching. And, and again, that goes back to the difference between uh, the disciples and the Pharisees. The Pharisees had all sorts of knowledge about the law and they had all sorts of knowledge about Scripture. But when Jesus spoke, they didn't change their lives. In fact, when He spoke and when He did things, they said, how do we get rid of this guy? How do we kill this guy? He is healing people on the Sabbath. How dare He? And then you had other people who were ignorant. I think of in the Gospel of John, a man born blind, never went to school, couldn't read. And they said to Him, you were born in sin. And He said, I don't know anything. I don't know where he came from. I don't know who he is. All I know is I was blind and now I see. That's all I know. And he got kicked out of the temple. He got kicked out of the faith. And when Jesus came back to him, he still didn't know who Jesus was. He said, can you tell me who it was? Can you show him to me? And Jesus said, the man who is speaking to you is he. And he believed. And he accepted him. He had all these people with all this knowledge. And all they could do was kick a man out. And the man that had no knowledge had the greatest wisdom. And said, all I know is, is that I was blind, but now I can see. And he acted on who Jesus was. And those who are, are truly listening are those who will act on Jesus' teaching. And so we, we see in verse 19, sometimes this looks like a, a separate section, and, and this kind of makes us wonder what's going on here. As he's talking to his disciples, uh, we're told in verse 19, his mother and brothers uh, came to him, and they were unable to get to him because of the crowd. So 
You've, you've got Jesus in a, in a house maybe, and there's disciples in there, and there's a crowd outside, and they can't get to Jesus. And this is his mother and his brothers. They can't get to him because of the crowd. It was reported to him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wishing to see you. Not to put too much on his mother and brothers, but they were seeking for Jesus to submit to them. Jesus' mother has every right to expect him to submit to her. I'm here to see you. I can't get to you. Come out to me, basically. You know, your, your mother and your brothers are outside wishing to see you. Now, they're looking for Jesus to say, everybody give them room, bring them in to me, or I'm coming out to see them. And we have no idea, maybe in, in 30 seconds, that's exactly what Jesus did. But in the moment when they came to him and said, hey, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wishing to see you, Jesus uses that as a teaching moment, and he answered and said to them in verse 21, my mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. Now, he's not rejecting his family. He is making a point. He is making a point that could very well be misunderstood, or it can be quite honestly understood by us. Jesus is saying, those that are close to me, those who have a special right to me, you know, mother and brothers, they, they should come in before the rabble, shouldn't they? Shouldn't they be more important? than strangers? Yeah, they should. But Jesus is saying the people who have that connection with me, people who are close to me, who are the right people, are those who hear the word of God and do it. He, he's not saying his brothers aren't his brothers, and he's not rejecting his mother. He's making a point. Those who have a special connection and relationship with him are those who hear the word of God and do it. And that word hear, so in, in, in this translation, we, we kind of lose certain things. But that word hear is the same verb that was used for listen in verse 18. Take care how you listen could have easily, just as easily been written. Take care how you hear. It's the same word, but now Jesus is saying, my, brother, my mother and my brothers are those who, you could say, listen are those who listen to the Word of God and do it. It's the same word. We lose that in this translation, but that's what Jesus is saying. Those that, that listen to Him and then act on it. That word, do it, is the word to, to do, to make, to take an action. It's not enough just to hear. It's not enough just to wrestle with or to debate it or question it or try to get to the truer meaning of it. In fact, Jesus, His attitude is, is I, re I really don't care if you can understand it fully. What I care about is do you act on it? Do you actually do what I tell you to do? And, and, and you may do very little with what I tell you to do. You may not understand all the ins and outs and everything else. Maybe all you understand is I was blind, but now I see. And I can't explain anything beyond that. But do you do something with it? Do you act on what you have heard? That's what matters to him. Not, not, he, he's not being mean to his mommy. And he's not rejecting his brothers. He, he just wants the crowd 
to understand. He is lighting a lamp in this room that they would all see what really matters is hearing and doing what He has said. And if we don't do what He says, then we're not listening very well. The way to listen carefully is to follow through and do what He teaches us. To apply it to our lives. To act on it. That's why in verse 18 He says, take care how you listen. Look to how you listen. Amy and I watch a a British TV show and one of the Police captains, he he likes to say to his family and people he loves, mind how you go. And and we love that. I I can't quite pull it off, but that's kind of what I think of when I read Jesus saying, listen carefully. Look how you go. Mind how you go. Are, are Are you listening to God's Word and then just leaving it? Are you listening to God's Word and then saying it's not falling into line with what I want it to say? Do we read it and say, well, that was a nice parable for a time 2,000 years ago. It's not really applicable to us today. Or do we hear His Word and even things that are difficult and do we yield ourselves to Him and do we actually carry it out and do it? Jesus tells us to love our enemies. Do we do it? Jesus tells us not to worry about what we will eat or what we will drink or what we will wear for clothing. Do we do it? Jesus tells us not to lay up for ourselves treasures here on earth. Do we do it? Rich Mullins once pointed out, he said, you know, people talk a lot about being born again. They don't say much about go and sell all your possessions and give to the poor and come follow me. Both statements were just said to one guy. But we give more value to the one than the other. Do we hear God's Word and do it? That's what it means to listen carefully. That's what it means to listen to His Word. is isn't just to, to say, well, that was a nice story. But Jesus, He lights that lamp that we might act. That we might respond with action. And so I want to challenge us all. I challenge myself and I challenge you. Will you do what you read in God's Word? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we... Lord, I must confess there are times when Your Word is very clear and we spend a lot of time making it muddy so that we don't have to do it. You call us to faith and to trust in You and to live our lives in this way. Not just a mental exercise, but a living way. And we often don't want to follow through. So Father, we pray that You would help us in what little that we have, what little understanding we have today. May we be obedient to Your Word. May we act on Jesus' teaching. 
Lord, as we study your word throughout our days uh, in our quiet times, as we come together and are confronted with scripture that is difficult for us at times, we, we so often understand it very clearly. It's the living it out that is difficult. Lord, we pray. Give us the strength, give us the faith to do it. That we would listen carefully to your word. To actually live out your commandments and your calling in our lives. We pray today in Jesus' name. Amen.